Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Kadesh in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dagwood Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. so grateful for bringing us together this morning to hear your word. We submit ourselves to you as we pray that your Holy Spirit himself will speak to us, minister to us. Let us be revived and encouraged as we hear your words. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together as you take your seats. Remember last week, I promised you that this week the choir will be fantastic. And you see, I've kept to my promise. Okay. I also promise you that next week it will be better than this week. Amen. So make sure that um, you are here. And then on the um, 21st of December, 21st, I think, 21st December, we are having a carol service. Yes. A festival of nine lessons and carols. It will be the nicest one in Accra. I promise you. This December, all roads lead to the Macarius house. Amen. It will be like a ballroom experience. Amen. Those of you who have never worn suits before, go and get one with your bow tie. Yeah, it will be a black tie event to honor the birth of Jesus. Amen. So, um, go and get your tuxedos with your cummerbunds and your bow ties and your white shirts. And then come with your wife if you have a wife. Or your beloved if you have a beloved. Amen. Then, um, the ladies, the ladies will also be wearing black ball gowns, not, uh, not mini skirt ball gown, but long robe ball gown with your shawls to come and celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then the children, our children, from our children's church will also be performing two of the carols. They will also be appearing in their tuxedos and their bow ties. It's the same thing, the same thing. So, if you don't yet have a child, try and have one by December so that your child can be part of. Don't go and get pregnant and say when we came to church, they told us to be having children quickly. That's why I've uh, brought my representative. So um, it's going to be a nice Christmas. This Christmas, there's no need to go and drink at Medeshi and all these type of things. We are going to celebrate Christmas in a grand Christian way. You'll be so happy. Amen. And then this coming Saturday, we are going for an Agabapto fest. Amen. Agabapto fest means agape, which is Christian love, not homosexual love, not lesbian love, not LGBT. 
not bisexual love, not transgender love, not pansexual love. Now, we've gotten into madness now. Pansexual means you can choose whichever gender you like. You wake up on Monday and eh, today should I be male or female? Eh, in, pin, in, 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 out, male. If a human means you are wild, though. You know what? Let me tell you people something. It's not about homosexuality or lesbianism or bisexual. No, it's about disobeying the word of God, though. Basic. It's not, I mean, I would never say if you catch a thief, if you beat a thief. If we were to say that every liar who can you rent in your house, hey, then nobody will rent your house. It's, it is not about homosexual or bi. It is about people that you are determined to change the laws of God. And that's why we are going into madness. All this madness is from disobeying God's laws. You see, let me tell you something. When you disobey the word of God, the Bible says that if we, have, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. If you've gone to sin, just say, I've sinned. Don't say that let's change God's word so that my sin is no longer a sin. That, that's the beginning of all the confusion in the world. When the devil came to ask Eve, has God indeed said that's the start of all our problems. Should we really obey what God said? Once you start, those of you who have gone to fornicate before, I know there's nobody in this church like that. I'm just talking about some other people. We have seen that it never starts with fornication. It starts with going out with somebody you know you shouldn't go out with. And nothing happened that day. They say, oh, that God cried, why is he saying he's not antiquity yoke with unbelievers? This unbeliever I went to yoke myself with now, I say, can't you see nothing happened? You people are too judgmental. They are saying we shouldn't be friends with people. I went out with him, what happened? Even the born again guy went out with him, look at what happened. Then gradually, gradually, it gets worse and worse until you come one day with your big stomach and say that, Pastor, I don't know what happened. You don't know what happened. But you see that you always start by gradually disobeying the word of God. So let's not get too emotionally stirred up. Look, as for homosexuals, they will come to Ghana. That law, whether today or tomorrow, they will pass it. But don't concern yourself with that. Jesus Christ said, it is not for you to do the times and the seasons, but you go forth and preach the word of God. Let's concern ourselves with preaching, not fighting a battle that you will lose in the long run. It's just a matter of time. So don't bother yourself with heated arguments. Rather go and pray in tongues. It will do more good than getting to heated argument on your school WhatsApp uh, group. Insulting people. <laughs> Sunday morning of going to church are fighting LGBT and No. Serve God. Do your evangelism. It will do more good. It will bring more change. Amen. All our problems is from disobedience to the word of God. Not about the parliamentary bill in parliament. Don't worry yourself about that. Preach the word. You ask yourself that if Jesus were here today, would he be commenting on anti-gay bill in parliament? No, I don't think so. He would have given to see that city and rather he would have said, you go and preach the word of God. Amen. 
So don't worry about what the wealth is. It cannot stop sin. You cannot stop sin. You cannot stop. You cannot legislate sin. It is faith in Jesus Christ that brings sin to an end. Those of you who use it for the kids who have changed, I mean, not you, I mean, like your friends. Which of them changed by a law? It is when they got born again that they stopped. Not you, your friend. But today I'm continuing with my series, my Christian series on losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. Yes. As intrinsic, foundational, basic, fundamental tenets of the Christian faith. Which as we've gone away from, like the Bible says, we have erred from the faith and pierced ourselves through with many sorrows. Today, you look at your average Christian, and there's no difference between he and an unbeliever. He doesn't want to lose anything at all. We'd rather sing songs like, we're getting bigger every day, bigger every day. Look, a lot of our praise is Jama. I'm telling you the truth, though. I'll never change my mind. And when you even watch the video, say, oh, it's Jama. We're getting bigger every day. No, baby. And the songs are nice. I'm not saying they're very nice. I play them in my car when I'm depressed. <laughs> yes. Our problem is also because we don't want to lose anything. Meanwhile, Jesus Christ said, if any man, that means that not everybody can come up by you. see, don't worry when people don't want to be Christians. Jesus has made provision. He said, look, who is going to come to heaven? Very few. Narrow way, straight gate, small gate. Few there be that find it. Don't worry if everybody is going to hell. Jesus has already said the road is broad and the gate is wide. How those going to hell? And many there be on that road. More, more people will go to hell than more. But it is our job to still go and preach, to rescue the perishing. To care for the dying. To snatch them. Snatch means pull them out quickly. Snatch them in pity. From sin and their grave. You know, sometimes I tell people that, you see, when I got born again as a young Christian leader, hey, you should have heard me. You go to hell, you go to hell, you go to hell. But he says, I don't again. I have more of pity and sadness for the unbelieving. As they are sure about what they are wrong about. Snatch them in pity. Today we are on suffering. Last week we did a bit of losing. What will you lose? Your time. You have to spend time on God. Sunday morning you are tired. But you have to spend some time and come to church. To worship God. He said in Hebrews 10 verse 25, he said, let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. They cannot be assembled at home. Yes. There's no assembly at home. The assembly means you live where you are. Go to where the house of God is and you are gathered there. Jesus himself went to the synagogue. The Bible says, as his custom was. So the more of a follower of Jesus you are, the more of a churchgoer you will be. Of, uh, we serve God in our hearts. 
You see, when I was an ant believer, I used to say that I was the champion of that thing. That's why I know it's ant believers who say we serve God in our hearts. Because when I was an ant believer, that was my main statement. Why do we have to come to God? We serve God in our hearts. And guess what? God looks not at the outward, but he looks where? On their hearts. <laughs> when you are a Christian, you would want to go to the house of God. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, come, let's go to the house of the Lord. You can play unbeliever music in your house. Why then do you go to a ninth club? As for that one, there can be assembled there. <laughs> Why can't you play the same song in your house? Can't you dance in your house? Can't you play the music in your house? Can't you smoke in your house? Can't you drink in your house? So why, so why then have you left your house to go and be assembled there? When the council sing there, yeah, you can be assembled. But I know there's nobody in this church like that. I know this church gets there like that. You can't come here. Everybody here is angelic. You must lose your time. You must lose your money. A few days ago, I was watching a terrorism movie. Terrorism. How do you finance terrorism? Who do you think for the suicide bombers? They are businessmen, rich businessmen, promoting the cause of jihad. Give hundreds of thousands of dollars. A few days ago, they caught, they said, the financier of ISIS. Hey, what a big thing. He said, he finances them. Yes. Every religion is financed. Zechariah 117. He said, Spare not, cry aloud, yet through prosperity shall the kingdoms of God be spread abroad. We need your money. For God's kingdom to spread, you must lose money. For God to gain money. But guess what? He said, When you give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. You must also lose the places you used to go to. Hey, some rooms, when you remember them, the memory that comes. Some rooms, you remember the wall color. <laughs> the color of the bed sheets. It never goes away. <laughs> Even some music, when you listen, where it transports you to. 17 years ago. Flashback. Throwback. Throwback Thursday. <laughs> Throwback Thursday. There are some songs where you hear them. You catch the song. Because what it reminds you of is why you are the way you are today. <laughs> yes. But I'm serious though. You are laughing, but I'm 100% serious. The reason why I'm laughing is so you don't feel I'm judging you. So I'm laughing that we mix it with the laughter and then we are all happy. <laughs> yeah. Even there are some areas in Accra you don't like to pass there. <laughs> when your Uber is passing, they don't know, tell you, you tell me. The Uber just say, ah, but that's what you tell me after what the guy is saying. Some areas in Accra you don't like it. They remind you of things you don't want to be reminded about. It's true. Some places you shouldn't go there again. You cannot be a Christian and be going to a pub. <laughs> Even to buy chicken, don't go. 
because you say you say you are going to buy a chicken but as you are waiting for the chicken by the time you see some you see the can of Heineken then you say green is my favorite color anyway so don't go there even to buy chicken some people may not even know why you are there amen other things you know you shouldn't you should lose lose them today we are on suffering what is suffering you know let's try to be christian so you know and that's the and we are in the end times because we are in the end times you must become more extreme in the acting out of your beliefs because sin is increasing therefore your righteousness must also increase because you are now swimming against a strong tide yeah you are swimming against a strong tide so you must swim harder if you are going to be moving in the right direction amen suffering means to be subjected to pain distress by human beings we are we are wired not to like pain when we have pain we take immediate steps to rectify the pain because biologically speaking or physiologically speaking pain is a sign of where a problem is in your body when you have a headache it means your body is not functioning well like your body is alerting pain is like an alarm bell when you have pain in your leg if you like, mm, check your leg there's something there that's not good yeah so spiritually to any pain you say, mm, there's a problem here in this church what the pastor is preaching against homosexuality we don't like it let's find another church where they don't talk about such things that distress alerts you but spiritual that spiritually is the opposite paul said in first corinthians 19 7, he said i i keep under my body and beat it into subjection not allow it to do what it wants as for spiritually we fight the body hey if you follow the body there you'll be in trouble though. he said less that by any means after I have preached to others, I must be a cutaway. In the living Bible, it says that I treat my body like a slave, beating it to do what it does not want to do. Hey, you've got the body there, Charlie, the things he wants to do very deadly. <laughs> if you follow your body there, ask for hell, you can't avoid it. Amen. Amen. Suffering means to suffer injury or something unpleasant. Christianity is about allowing unpleasant experiences like fasting to happen. Number two, this is just dictionary definition. To suffer means to experience adversity, affliction, hardship, or misery. Number three, to suffer means to go through misfortune discomfort or a difficulty you see i want to explain these things to you so that when i begin to tell you why god wants us to suffer you will know exactly the condition god wants us to go through and finally to suffer means to be tormented tortured or to experience adversity now let us go to Philippians 1.29 and see what God is saying about suffering. Philippians 1.29 and 30. 
he said for unto you it is given that means that as a Christian it is your portion <laughs> this is like what God has given to your allocation he said for unto you Christian is given not only to believe in him believing is one thing the bible says even the demons also believe and tremble how does you tremble the demons cry trembling but that's not enough he said not only to believe in him but to suffer for him as well you say amen. amen so from today when you are suffering experiencing loss you say that ah I've received my portion praise be to God <laughs> yes the bible says unto you but to suffer as well for his sake do you know why the for his sake part is important because we are always suffering for ourselves we are always losing for ourselves. You give the seamstress money to sew clothes for who? Yourself. But you see the same people. What they say, sew clothes for church. Hey! What, what kind of church is this? That they are telling us to sew clothes. You see, as soon as it is for his sake, there is a problem. When it is for your sake, it is okay. When I say that the children are children are going to wear black suits, black trousers, black shoes, white shirts, bow tie to come and sing the Christmas carol. And the girls will wear black dinner dresses with black shawls like queens and ladies. Then I told the teachers that day, nobody should come and tell me that oh, the parents said it's expensive. I said, don't come and tell me that because when the children go to school and the school says it is professional day today everybody should wear their profession you see these same people the wear fine lawyer gown big one with a white wig and they'll buy it for their children yes the way look for uh, fireman uh, uniform with reflected and you even know where the where get the hat from and they buy it for the children I said church is also important church should also be a place where parents must invest their money for their children to come to church never come and tell me that a parent said suit is expensive <laughs> never come and tell me that yes we've been doing this work for a while First Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 2 and we send Timothy our brother God's fellow servant in the gospel of Christ to strengthen and encourage you as to your faith so that no man may be disturbed by what? by these afflictions one day I saw a girl you, you won't even believe this story it was a Monday. She sent me a message. Rev, I want to fornicate. Born again, tongue speaking. I said, you cannot fornicate. She said, amen. Tuesday. The feeling went yesterday, but it's back today. Rev, I don't know what to do. I said, I bind it in Jesus' name. Thursday, she came. She said, 
Rev, I have cramps. I need to fornicate. I said, I bind it. Thursday, she came. Rev, I must fornicate. The cramps are getting severe. I said, <laughs> Friday morning, it came again. I bound it again. It went. Friday night, Friday afternoon, I didn't hear from her. Phone off. Friday night, didn't hear from her. Phone off. Saturday morning, phone, phone open. I heard from her. said, Rev, I'm very sorry. I, <laughs> I had to go and fornicate for the cramps to go. And she told me, when I fornicated, the cramps went. <laughs> it's a true story. It's a true story. See, our inability to deny the flesh. Oh, I mean, of course, I cannot tell you how her life came to an end. Yes. You see, to be the, the, Jesus instructs us to be dead to this world, but to be alive in Christ. It's a choice you make. But you must be dead. You know, when we come to the dying, you see, you must be dead to this world and alive in Christ. Otherwise, you won't make it. And the temptations and the sins are getting worse. Whoever would have imagined that they would be uh, discussing a bill on homosexuality in Ghana? Whoever imagined that such a thing could be possible? And don't be deceived. Some of these things, they are denied as though they are what It's all money being given by the American government and British government. You see, if you remember some years ago in communication, it's just a process. The, the shock element. Then, I mean, they know. You introduce it, then the, the shock element that is discussed, radio station. The next time, the shock element is gone. It will be anger. Then the next time, the anger will be gone. It will be neutrality. So, as they are introduced, they don't expect the bill to be passed this year. No, no, no. It is to bring up a public debate. To the extent that, when when they started some years ago, we were shocked. We said they must die. But you can see that now. They say, oh no. But, But why do you have to kill them? It is not like before. They don't expect to pass it. They, they, they expect to lose but they'll bring it up again in some years where we will be more neutral that's why I said forget about them preach your gospel don't divide your efforts yeah. hmm? <laughs> expect afflictions when they mention the word fast don't say I don't want to die don't say I don't want to die so I will fast the last time I fasted I almost died did you die did you have you ever heard of somebody who has fasted for three days and died before? Somalia cried they can go for eight for, for 18 days before they get food. You won't die. I'm telling you, you won't die. It's like falling under the power. Have you ever seen somebody fall under the power and get hurt before? The Holy Ghost has its own way of preventing hurts. <laughs> to encourage you in your faith that no man may be disturbed by these afflictions. For you yourselves know. That for this we have been destined for afflictions. But I didn't come to you, but I don't have money. It's part, it's part of Christianity not to have money but to come to church with your last body you have. It's part of Christianity. That, see, that's how the faith was built. Anybody who has not walked to church before is a failure in your Christian. 
of Christianity is to be broke that you still came to church not knowing how you would go home and you don't even know how you got home that you got home yes Amen. amen let's continue how do you suffer suffering <laughs> you have to get the church today. Hey, if I don't need that Tommy don't feel like I won't come <laughs> Acts chapter 14 verse 22 look at what Paul said you know when this scripture was written was at a point where Paul went to preach and they stoned him and Paul was very wise so after we stoning him he saw that hey I can die oh. the way the stoning is going then Paul remembered this song this life I can't kill myself oh. so when Paul remembered that song they said hey it's not today I must die so Paul is very wise the Bible said that he pretended to be dead so the people thought he was dead so they left him then he opened one eye to spy this part is not in the Bible but if you are wise you spy first <laughs> have you ever watched a film where the person thought um, the people had gone then as soon as he got out then they turned and shot him Paul was very wise so he spied with one eye that he saw that everybody had gone <laughs> then the Bible said that and then he rode up and shook himself and then encouraged the brethren how through much tribulation we must enter the kingdom of God not little tribulation much tribulation what have you gone through that is compared to Paul that your faith is failing so quickly you hear people say giving God ultimatums by 31st December if you don't give me a husband I'll go and find one myself God is this how you are talking to God if you can't talk to me like that then God <laughs> if I was God many Christians would be dead if I was God many Christians would be dead you play the fool no come to heaven or even when I, I see you like the Bible says that while you were yet in your mother's womb I knew you if from the mother's womb I see that somebody who can play the fool I'll change you in the womb straight bring another person it's true <laughs> you won't be born at all or you die early by when they go and inject you the sex those sex injection polio something I'll pass through it to kill you so that I don't come and spawn the world for me here <laughs> reasons reasons why God wants you to experience suffering number one that means all the bad things I read at the beginning. What was God's purpose in it for you? Number one, God wants you to experience suffering because it pleases him. God is happy when you suffer. Yes. Why do you think, when I'm beating my children, do you think I think they are happy? Or do you think I think like as I'm beating them, they feel it's like eating chocolate? No, I beat them and as I'm beating them it pleases me because I know I'm preventing them from becoming monsters in future one day I beat my second son 
even when you hear the way I'm pronouncing their beat, you can imagine how it was in real life. <laughs> yes. I beat him. And then he wasn't crying enough. So I beat him again because I felt he was not feeling the beating. So I beat him again. Yeah. And then as he was going, he was crying this time, but something just said, beat him again. <laughs> so I called him back. Beat him again. Then he went to his room. Then a few minutes later, I was passing by his room and I heard his big brother telling him, go and apologize to daddy. Then I stopped to listen to the conversation. Then I heard him telling his brother, that, no, 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 I'll go. If I go, don't beat me again. <laughs> he said, no, I'll go. If I go, you beat me again. But I saw that he's very wise because it's true. If he had come, I'll have beat him again. <laughs> yes. But why do I beat him? It is to make him a better person. Is to prevent him from becoming a monster. So it pleases me to make him suffer the beating so that in future nobody would have to beat him. Life would not have to beat him. Look at what the Bible says. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 53, verse 10. Today I'll read a lot of scriptures to convince you if you can accept suffering, eh, you will deliver yourself from many of the blows of life. Look, in Psalm 23, when the Lord was leading the guy, green, green pastures, still waters, restoration of soul, path of righteousness. Now listen to this part. Yea, though I walk through, God didn't take him to the body of the shadow of death. He took himself there. Yes. So yea, though I am the one who is walking through. Then he said, I can see that you are with me. But he didn't prevent him. So I'm telling you that many of the problems we have in life, we are the ones who let ourselves there. Usually by the traps of life. Look, those in my generation whose fathers used to beat them a lot, we have turned out better than the generation where their father didn't beat them a lot. Yes. Hey, God, you don't play with your father your father doesn't even talk to you your father if the devil is not there he he is there <laughs> yeah those who are not being beaten they grow up with an entitlement personality they don't respect they think things are their right you can't rebuke them it's the generation that sits on social media and insults their fathers this uh, that boy in America insulted or two for insulting anybody that if he doesn't like you, no insults. They are a generation of undisciplined people, and you say they don't do well. Yes, Isaiah 53, verse 10. Look at what it says of Christ. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Those of you who don't beat your children. First of you who don't beat your children, shame on your parental. Uh, I don't even know the word that has escaped me. Your parental abilities. You know, that word in, in, in the Bible, train your child in the way in which you go Deuteronomy 6 33. Go and check the meaning of the word train. It's not doing jog on the field. Train, no. Discipline, beat for all kinds of extreme words. Look at how God deals with us. 
Yes. <coughs> I'm reading from Bishop's book, Losing, Suffering, Sacrificing, and he said that, have you ever wondered why the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross was described as sweet smelling to God? In Hebrew, in Ephesians 5, to say that, as Christ has also loved us and has given himself as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. Look at Jesus, oh. He went to beg God. Oh, Father, Charlie, this death, Mumpa, dear, I know you can do all things. I've, I've been with you. Let it pass over me. I don't want to die. This life, I can't kill myself. Jesus is the one who composed that song. Oh. This day I can't kill myself. It's Jesus. He went to the father and said, Oh, father, I can't kill myself. Allow me to flex small on it. <laughs> the father said, No, die. He went again. How many of us, if your child, if your son comes to beg you three times for something, won't you change your mind? Father said, No. And it pleased him. You see, when I didn't have a child then, you see these films where they'll kidnap someone's child and they'll tell him that they go and do this thing else we will kill your child when i didn't have children i used to say that oh me if you tell me this i'll say please kill the child <laughs> what is the child i'll have another one plenty women i'll have another one ah why i'll never resort to blackmail when i had children and they grew and i began to communicate with them and love them then i saw that hmm Come and tell me if you don't do uh, put a bomb in the president's plane, I'll kill Manasseh. You kill Manasseh because of which president? <laughs> ah, which of the presidents? <laughs> or Jonas? Me, I should sacrifice Jonas for somebody who will be in power for four years. I'll ask you, please, add the vice and the speaker of parliament. You can also add the uh, parliamentary chief whip. Anybody else you want to add? Even your ex-wife too, you can add her to the list of people I should put their bomb there. I'll never sacrifice my son for anyone. I saw that. God wanted something that would touch him so bad. As, as salvation is easy, believe in Jesus and you'll be saved. I saw that. If you say believe in the death of Reverend Adrian, what is that? What, what, what kind of sacrifice is that? God won't receive it. But I can imagine that if I make Manasseh die for a cause, I think I will say that anybody who comes to swear allegiance to the death of Manasseh, that's my firstborn son, I will receive you. God wanted to do something, a worthy substitute. Something that is so extreme that it can touch him, no matter what you've done. Yes. And, it, and he needed somebody so important to him that if you come and mention his name, he will back down. He needed Jesus to do it. That's what the Bible, it pleased him. Like, now, if you come and mention the name of Jesus, based on what Jesus did, God will back down. Yes. And you too. You too. You're also a good person. You're also a good person. There's no need for you to pay a price. Sometimes when you are paying your tithe, God knows that you need the money. So when God sees 
that in your own life, your personal life, you are also prepared out of your love for him to give up, to suffer unnecessarily. I mean, it's like there's food in your household. They say, no, I want to pray for souls to be saved. I won't eat all the nice food in my fridge. I'll suffer the hunger and at 9 a.m., if you fasted before, eh, the critical time is from 9 to 9.30. 9 to 9.30 the morning. That's the, that's the top of the mountain. When you cross 9.30, you are okay until 3 p.m. At 3 p.m., it comes again. Hey! Yesterday, I was fasting. And from fast, I said, let me come and pray in church. So as I was coming, I called ahead that, look, organize some food, I'm coming. I don't know the speed with which I closed my car and got to my office. When I got there, the food that I almost cares the person who I told to organize the food. I almost cares the person. It's true. That this is how your husband will suffer at your hands. I almost cares the person. <laughs> at 3 p.m., it comes again. So, so when God, so listen to me, I'm, I'm teaching you something. So when God sees that you have food, yet you say, for the salvation of souls, I will suffer this hunger. Anything that you ask for it to be given to you, that's the power of fasting. It's not the food. Look, it is not like if you don't eat your food, then God comes to eat it. So God is happy that you didn't eat so he can get something to eat. No, it is the suffering you go through, your willingness to suffer for whatever it is you are asking him. That is what he responds to, not the food you didn't eat. After all, are there many days that you are not fasting that you forget to eat? It doesn't mean much. It is the suffering because of your prayer that he responds to. And that's why it pleases him when you suffer. Number two, God wants you to suffer because it makes you perfect. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things. That's Jesus Christ. Look at this. In bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. You see, when you don't suffer, you are unable to do a lot of things. I saw a law student recently who was asleep at 8 o'clock. I said, you are not serious. You are not serious. You, I mean, you cannot be a law student and be asleep at 8 o'clock. <laughs> you cannot be asleep at 8 o'clock at a lot. You fail. And the person said, no, no, no. This is my last week of sleeping. From next week, I'll be able See, you cannot achieve much if you don't suffer. There are courses that you can sleep at eight and be okay. Sociology. Even psychology, you struggle. Sociology. Eh? History. History. Archaeology. Eh? Yeah, Greek business, you struggle. Linguistics, English, in economics, you fail. <laughs> if the courses that are not worth doing, you can sleep. When you want to be complete, you suffer. It involves suffering. To be a complete 
husband. Many husbands are not complete. They don't suffer. You see, when my first son was being born, I was in the delivery room. Hey, that day I, I respected mother. So when mother said, I don't want to go again, I understand them. As I saw my wife delivering, Charlie, I saw that Eve knew what she did is not good. <laughs> I remember at the point, the doctor told my wife, push. You are pushing with your body. Push with your hips. Me standing, I didn't understand what the doctor was saying. And I also saw that my wife also didn't understand what the doctor was saying. Then my wife, the doctor said, no, you are so pushing with your body. Push with your hips. Then she was there, trying to do something. I don't know. <laughs> yes. But you know, as the baby came out, then I heard the voice of God say that this is why many men are poor. They said, you see, this is the, what the woman has to go through to overcome her case. Because her case is in childbirth. So for a man to also overcome his case, which is in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, he also has to go through his version of this. How many men go through this kind of suffering? That is why many men are poor. Incomplete husbands. Some men, if you never marry them, they are not complete. They are incomplete. It's like a house without a roof. You only suffer in their marriage. They are not complete. Lazy people. They don't work. Every time the wife is the one working, the wife has become their man. And some men too, they like sex a lot. It's what I'll explain to you. Because they don't work, so they are never tired. Always having extra energy. <laughs> I'm serious. They don't work. Lazy people always at home. They don't exert energy. When the wife I go to work again, they say, <laughs> come and massage me. <laughs> After the wife I go to work, oh, they, they, they don't understand the suffering that is needed to prosper. So they never do well. And those that like to marry rich girls, that's another characteristic of such people. It's true. But God showed me that this is the suffering that men also have to go through. Their own version. Their body has to change. There'll be confusion. Working and receiving nothing. You can't even see your prosperity for nine months. But many men say they like to eat their seed. Those are the people who are so that iPhone 30 that they want one. They don't know the value of money. Incomplete. But when you suffer eh, for your money, you won't waste it at all. You value your work. You value your boss. You work hard. You wake up early. You try to be the first in the office, the last to leave. God, you value it. You embrace the suffering. Such poor people, they wish for a lot of things. They wish for nice cars, nice phone. I saw one of them. As soon as he put I was shocked. The first thing he did was to buy a brand new phone. You know what? The old one works. Oh. See, that's the way of the poor. They like symbols of prosperity. Hmm. But I know there's nobody in this room like that. Yeah. Number three. God wants you to suffer because it will make you obedient. Hey, in secondary 
school were we not beaten into obedience? In the SSS system whereby SS2, you are a senior. It's the cause for all the indiscipline in the world. Yes. Yes. Hey, in the old system, where you go to from one, you are like, in fact, the school I went through, eh, they had a song for form one boys. The descriptions include, you are a kinky rapper. I'm telling you, you sing it. <laughs> you are a kinky rapper. An empty sardine thing. You sing it. I don't know. I thought that we thought it was a nice song, but it's in looking back that I've seen that. What, what were we singing? You are a kinky rapper. You are nothing. And there was no difference between a from one boy and a from two boy. Nothing. By from three, then you now begin to settle down. By from four, your mind now begins to be allowed to work. Then by from five, you are a senior. You write your O levels. By lower six, you are a what? Sixth former. Then by upper six, you are a citizen. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, listen, no, listen. On the boarding house group I am on today, 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 I call the seniors citizens. Today. I cannot just refer to them by their first names today. Senior Tipper. Senior. Hey. Don't yourself. Me, but no, no, no. Up to today, I can't. And when some of the juniors even want to address, let's say they disagree with someone today, everybody is successful. They say, oh, please, when they finish speaking against the senior, then they give themselves the punishment they will be given. <laughs> that please don't send me, send me to go and scrap the, the box room today. You see, there was respect. There was respect. through Because look, the bullying you go through, eh, Sometimes I wonder why my mother did that to us. Recently, I was asking her how she felt when she took me to boarding school. <laughs> you see, by those days, the seniors were more, they were wicked. I mean, you go to for one, see a senior with a beard. <laughs> wicked people. In my school today, there are some, when I drive through, there are some houses that I'm even afraid to drive in front today. I mean, I imagine the wicked. Uh, sort of their offense, like your offense is that they saw you. That you exist. That is your offense. When they see you, you know, hey, you come here, kneel down. You haven't done anything. Oh. Your offense is that you were breathing. That's your offense. But the suffering created in us obedience. In the SS system, by GSS3, you are a school prefect. Which would have been you are in from three a KK rapper? You are, a KK rapper is now a school prefect. That's the confusion today. So there's no discipline. These are the people who become the babies with sharp teeth. It's true. The discipline is gone. There's no discipline. These are the people who sit on social media and insult ancient authorities. They went to the SSS system. Everybody is something. No suffering. In our days, when they are punishing you, they put chloroquine in Gary. 
and they say chew it. <laughs> They'll put Gary on the floor and say kneel down in it. He said I was punishing my children at home. I said we should behave like we are in boarding school and now I'm the senior. <laughs> I don't know why you are laughing at me. I said I'm the senior. So I told my son kneel down and raise up your hands. Then he began to laugh. <laughs> I said Look, I'm serious. Then he knelt down and raised up his hands. By the time I went to a room and came back, he had gotten up. I said, hey, you don't fear me. Eh? <laughs> they were just laughing. You see, the kind of obedience that was inculcated in us by the suffering. Hey, when I became a senior, I also became a type of senior. One day, a certain small girl, she was from Archwater Primary, then she came to the secondary. You see, she was in the SSS system. So, by GSS3, I hear she was one of the pretty girls there. Which I don't see pretty. That day, I don't know how people see that like a girl is pretty. So, I, mean, I, I don't notice it. So, when she came, she came to the secondary school with S. You see, I, mean, I didn't use to dress. You see, when you see that, you wear blue shirts. I don't know why you wear blue skirts, uh, shirts. I was wearing cream shirts. It's like, ah, I am who... I, I, I am who I am. My dress doesn't define me. So she thought I was um, one of the SS2 boys. So she was talking at prep and I told her to stand up. And she said she won't stand up. She wasn't talking. I said, stand up. She said she won't stand up. I said, okay. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I said, okay. So the prep ended. And I called her for a meeting the next day. By the time she arrived, I was the blue shirt. Hey! What meat have I gone to eat that has now choked me? That girl, eh? Up to today, when I became born again, I said, no. I don't want to meet her on earth. I must meet her in heaven. Not on earth. Because of what I did to her. You see, I decided to go on a campaign to strip her of pride. So, I told her that, oh, no problem. You see the road in front of the dining hall. Like, you know, where you close that there's a short wall, or maybe just like one, two, three, like four tiles by one, two, three, four tiles. Scrap the road. It's not a lot. You see, my aim was for everybody to see her. Scrap the road. Then, she went to report to the house mistress. When the house mistress calls me, I say, me. I say, it's just a small portion. Then the house mistress said, but how can you give such a punishment? I said, okay, I'll change it. Then I said, the gutters in front of the boys' boarding house, clean it. <laughs> she changed her boarding house from the west to the east of the school because of me. I decided to make her obedient. Today, I hear she's born again. I am not surprised she's born again. What I did to her, she will by all means give her, give her life to Christ. After that, she'll give her life to Christ. Hey, then one day I went to preach in tech. I heard she was there. Hey! 
I said she shouldn't come for the preaching. But I see I can't preach well. Yes. But all her friends came. came when her friends came, they said they heard I was now born again and a preacher. They didn't come for the program. They just came to see if it's true. <laughs> but she learned like Jesus. She learned obedience by the things that she suffered. She gave her life to Christ. I made her run to Jesus for salvation. <laughs> Where are we? Number four. No, number three, I've been giving you a scripture. You must have scriptures for everything. Ah, the Bible says in Hebrews that though he were a son, you see, obedience is for sons. Though he were a son, yet lent he obedience by the things that he suffered. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. Number 4. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. God wants you to experience suffering because it brings you closer to Christ. Because Christ is the number one sufferer. Eh, what they did to Christ, the Bible said there was no comeliness around him that we should desire him. Those of you who like to be desired, why do you want to be desired? All your problems come because you want to be desired. As soon as you don't want to be desired, you are free. To not wear rest to show your figure again. Philippians chapter 3 verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering so that I will be made conformable into his death. You see, when you suffer with somebody, you become close to him. That's why soldiers become very close. They fought together in the trenches they almost killed this one. He rescued him. They form lifelong bonds by the sufferings. Sometimes you see couples become very close when they suffer together. I mean, today, sometimes I remember my wife when we had absolutely nothing. When I see couples who, before you get married, you go to buy fridge, TV, fan, sofa, bed, air conditioning, microwave, fridge, freezer, Samsung. Blender, deep fryer, washing machine, kitchen cabinet, toaster, sandwich maker, blender, cake baker, coffee machine, stir fryer, air stir, now the new one, air stir deep fryer. <laughs> Your marriage will not be as sweet. Uh, look, I remember one day we were at home, then Bishop called us. He said he's receiving a guest from Malawi, a pastor from Malawi. So we should host him. Hey, we didn't have a fridge. So, so when I got the message, then I told my wife that, you know, I'm going to the airport to go and meet the man. So you go and buy a fridge today. So that by the time we get home, the fridge is there. But the fridge was new. The man didn't know. So we went to buy the ice water from across the road and get to put it in the new fridge. He didn't know the ice water was not cooled by the fridge. <laughs> yes. By the time he was coming out of the airport, the fridge was on its way home. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, the fridge was on its way home. Then we put it down. But when you buy a fridge, you didn't plug it. It did so. Went to buy very cold water. I had to put it in the fridge that was off. So when he came, oh, what would you like to drink? Some water. They will open the fridge. <laughs> brought out the cold drinks. Oh, the fridge was off. Cry, didn't you? <laughs> we didn't have money for chairs. So our dining chairs were plastic chairs. And the guy was a bit big. Then he fell down and broke the chair. Oh, <laughs> Bishop's guest, though. <laughs> Today, you see, because of those sufferings we went through together, Today, no matter how I'm happy with my wife, I still love her more than anybody else. Oh, yes. Because of the fellowship of suffering. I'm telling you. Because of the fact. I said, one day, we got another guest. Oh, you wait. We got another guest. We didn't know that the house we were in, the estate we were living in, that was the estate sample house. So the first house they built in that estate, which was near the soccer way for the whole estate. We didn't know. So when the soccer way gets full, the frogs now begin to move through the pipe to come out because the soccer way is full. Hey! So one day we got a guest. We knew it. So when it happened, then we called the people to come and whatever. So the day the guest came, then we saw that that problem has come of the frogs and that a particular toilet, that the one that's most directly connected, they come through. We didn't know what to do. Should we tell her not to come? We cannot say she shouldn't come. Should we get the hotel for her? It will look some way. So it's okay. Let's just pray and hope that the frogs don't come when she's there. Because you open the toilet eh, and there's something brown look, uh, looking at you like this. <laughs> you can't imagine it all. And they've been feeding on the toilet in the so, so they're big. <laughs> you see that the toilet gave if you leave the seat open, you open the bathroom door, there's a frog on the floor. We didn't know what to do, so we there. We closed the toilet seat. We're in the house. Day one, nothing. One day we were there, the way. Hey, hey, hey. Kept quiet. <laughs> we kept quiet in the room. We all knew what had happened. She had opened the toilet. She had seen two eyes looking at them. <laughs> so we were waiting to see if she would come and say something. She didn't say anything. We too, we didn't say anything. We're all there like we've suffered together. So today, no matter what, there's a certain fellowship, a certain closeness, a certain bond, a certain togetherness that we have. Those of you who are looking for people who have everything, that's why you are not married. One day, we moved into a house. We didn't have curtains. (laughs) We didn't know that. The estate's house next to us, the way they build the houses, their kitchen overlooks our bedroom. <laughs> we uh, didn't know. We thought, you know, every house the same. 
and I think it was a bit down. So their kitchen, you have to climb stairs from the back to go there. But their kitchen window, where their sink is, looks straight down into our bedroom. We didn't have curtains. And we didn't know. So we are also going to put their mattress directly under the window that overlooks their. I think we should go to point five. <laughs> the way you are looking at me, I don't know what you want to hear. Let's go to point five. It's 10.49. It's 10.49. We have to close in exactly 10 minutes. I have, uh, I think, eight more points. You have to go to point five. When we close, we have closed. We'll continue next week. Next week is sacrifice. God wants you to suffer because of the glory. This is my favorite one. The glory that comes upon you. Oh, one of the most beautiful things is a woman who is old, who has kept herself. She has suffered for years. When the glory comes, it's even more beautiful than those who never suffered. 2 Corinthians 4.17 It says, For our light affliction, light suffering, which is for a moment, that affliction, that suffering works for us a far more exceeding and also eternal weight of glory. That's what the Bible says. That Wait for the Lord and be of good cheer. Wait, I say, upon the Lord. Because that thing you are going through, ha, ah, the glory that it will work out for you. You cannot even, he said, it's far more exceeding. It is also eternal. Never ends. I had a friend married for 12 years without a child. One day, I, she had done IVF, I think, four times. Good Christian. She and her husband, you can never be better Christians than them. No child. Then, at the age of 44, in the pandemic, somewhere in November, I got a message that she's pregnant with twins. One boy, one girl. I remember I was driving somewhere around Kingdom Books here. When I, I shouted in the car, this is Rachel all over. No, this is Rebecca all over again. I just shouted in my car, this is Rebecca all over again. Oh, when I went for her outdooring, Almost every prophet in Accra was there. Hey, that's when I saw that Ewe is their greater because every prophet there was an Ewe. I was the only non Ewe. It's true. 60 people. I was the only person there who was not called wisdom, prosper, comla, love, favor, courage, cherish. I was the only one. That to even do interpretation for me alone. But God's glory upon her. And I told her that then, what God has used you for, I want you to know that it is not for you alone. I, I, I told her, we will use it to encourage people for eternity. That today, God so does miracles like this. Oh yes. I told her that this thing, it is not for you. The glory that has come to God. That is more than those who got married after one year. They are looking, hey, we're not prepared for the baby. Hey, we didn't know what the baby did. Hey, pastor, hey, a problem. 
One day, one foolish boy who is now a pastor. I was at home when he sent me a message. Apostle, I'm in trouble. A foolish boy who is now a pastor. <laughs> he said to me, Apostle, I'm in trouble. I said, what is it? Have you gone to misplace your clients? Man? I, mean, I, I, I mean, I panicked. I panicked at home. I said, have you gone to misplace your client? Some big problem. She said, no. This is that. No. This is that. What is it? My, my wife is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. I was so angry. Eh? <laughs> because I panicked. <laughs> I thought I'm in trouble. That was the text that came. I thought I'm in trouble. <laughs> what is it? My wife is pregnant. You see, you can even see that there's no glory in this one. But the affliction that now brings glory, the blessing that it comes with. <laughs> One day, a certain brother also. Hey, what for he there? His last two children brought anger. <laughs> I was asking that, but were you abstaining? No. Why are you so angry that your wife is pregnant? One day I heard a story. Pastor Adeboye, he said one of his close administrators never got him married. Good girl, Christian, born again, virgin, at the age of 38. Kept herself. Different people. No. At the age of 38, somebody came, an orangu. No. And that pressure from family, mother, father, can't everybody. No. Then at the age of 40, he said he got their message one. They were showing Holy Ghost service. Then a certain businessman in Canada saw a certain girl on the video. Millions of people saw a certain girl and stopped the video. Sent a message to Lagos, who is this girl? Is she married? Is she this? Is she this? Is Within a year, she was married to this rich businessman in Canada. Yes. You see, when you allow yourself to go through the light affliction, the glory that comes after, you cannot compare. But in today's microwave generation, oh, food is hot 20 seconds <laughs> 20 seconds the food is hot we cannot wait for God for anything <laughs> meat meat is frozen oh no problem you'll be eating in three minutes we cannot wait for God for it it, it is costing us look at God from when Adam sinned the Bible says, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. God didn't rush Jesus through. Number six. I think we have to end with six. We won't continue next week. We will just jump. First Peter 1 Peter 1.11, read it. The Bible says, searching what, what manner of time the Spirit of God which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should fall. Look, allow yourself to go through suffering. Many of you get into wrong and bad relationships because you don't want to suffer. You don't want to go through any kind of suffering. 
You cannot wait for God. First Peter 4.13 But rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering. That when his glory shall be revealed, you will also be glad with exceeding joy. Are you happy? I'm telling you the truth. Though. Look, let us allow ourselves to go through the process. The Bible says, is any of you afflicted? It didn't say stop coming to church. It says pray. <laughs> let him pray. Don't run into the arms of a man for solace. You don't solace you anything anywhere. Let me just choose nice ones and then we close. Ah, this is a good one. This is a good one. I've jumped number six. I'm at number seven. God wants you to experience suffering so that you become humble. Mm. Say humble. Say humble. You see, you don't even want to mention the word. I say, say humble. Hey, pride is our number one problem. And the way you look at yourself, pa, a nice guy like you. A nice girl like you. Men should be falling at your feet, but no man is falling at no feet at any time, nowhere. Nada. <laughs> Charlie, we don't now go and propose to a man. It reduces you. Got, when you stand in the mirror, you have balanced diet. Everything is there. Everything that should be there is there in its proper proportions. Oh, but when the men see you, like they've seen a tree. <laughs> yeah. You know, you are qualified for the job. When we were in first year, a certain girl went for interview at the U.S. Embassy. Those people, if you want to be humble and go there, U.S. Embassy, visa, those guys. Do what they told her, they bounced her. They, it was painful bouncing. Do what they told her. They looked at her and said, you are so pretty that when you go to America, you won't come back. And they refused her. You can appeal if you want. <laughs> bounced her fully. They looked at her and said, when you go to America, a man will fall in love with you. So now, should you have to go and do yourself kaka butobi and come or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes God makes you experience suffering to humble you. Our pride is too much. Me, I know that a lot of my suffering is to humble me. Me, I know I've accepted it. Job 41, verse 34, it says that Leviathan, who is Satan, is king over all those who are proud. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2. Look at what the Bible says. And thou shalt remember all the way the Lord thy God led thee. These 40 years. Not 4 days old. Not 4 months old. Not 4 weeks or 4 hours. 40 years in the wilderness. No beloved. Hey. Who proposed the call bounce? 4 months the man, the man said ah, I went for a city all night one brother. Do you know the vision he had about his beloved that he broke up? He said he was dreaming and on his wedding day, as the girl was walking to the altar, the pulpit caught fire. Hey! We look right at the girl. He said the pulpit caught fire. So because of that, he's afraid of the girl. He will marry her again. Hey! 40 years in the wilderness. Why? To humble you. There's no other purpose but to humble you.
Number eight, sometimes God wants to test you. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2 again. To humble you and to test you and to see what is in your heart. Finally, Hebrews 12, 3. Let's just end with that. Hebrews 12, 3. It says, Consider or think about him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. What does it mean to endure a contradiction of sinners? It means that what you experience is opposite to what you should experience. You are a good wife. You do everything. Your husband doesn't appreciate it or care. Or he's even angry at the good you've done. And you know, you see even other wives who are not doing quarter of what you are doing. Yet their husbands are falling head over heels with them. Contradiction. The Bible says endure it. Yeah. You are a husband doing everything you should do. You know, one, one experienced married counselor said that there, the worst, the people in most trouble are people who do a lot of marriage counseling. Because when you are doing counseling and you are advised, you say, ah, this husband who is mistreating his wife, I do more than him, but yet look at how his wife loves him. Me, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. My wife doesn't respect me at all. By the time you see your marriage is breaking down. Yeah. Because of what you hear in your counseling. But the Bible says, if we're a Christian, endure it. Contradiction. What did Christ do for us? He healed us, fed us, 5,000, raised our dead, cured our sicknesses, preached to us. What did we do to him? We, we killed him. One day, the Bible said, they took out stones to stone Jesus. And he asked them, for which of my works do you stone me? What have I done to you? Bible says, endure it. You go to work early. I saw a girl. Uneducated, totally, but faithful. So I got a job in a big company. And because of her faithfulness, the boss took her like his, like her personal secretary. She soon began to hold the keys to the whole office. She would come first, very faithful. And then one day, she changed. In fact, she began to steal money. So one day, the boss came to me and ah, your daughter has changed on her. Trying to talk to the girl. What happened? She said one day, the boss accused her of stealing. She has never, and she said, me, after all that I've done, it's like, how could you? Then she said, eh, say I'm stolen, eh? I will steal properly for you to see that I'm a real from today. If you call me a thief, it will be true. Oh, by now, I'm sure she may have been in New York. What she didn't know, the boss had done a passport for her so that when she cannot travel, she will send her to go and represent her at fashion shows around the world. She lost it because she could not endure the contradiction. As a Christian, sometimes too, we like defending ourselves too much. 
one of the advices my father gave me just before he died, he said, allow people to think you are a fool. <laughs> allow people to think you are a fool. Allow it. There are many people who lie to me. I just watch them in shock. Sometimes I, I even give them three, four reasons why their lie is true. And I watch them agreeing with my three, four reasons. And I laugh in my head. <laughs> yes. Allow people to think you are a fool. You don't always have to defend yourself. You don't always have to be right. You don't even always have to be, have to prove yourself right. Be like Jesus. You say I'm a thief, so you crucify me. Fine. Where is the cross? You make yourself a better Christian, and then when the glory comes, oh, you find yourself riding high because you allowed yourself to endure a contradiction of sinners. Don't try to defend yourself. Don't try to be right all the time. Be like Jesus. Go through the suffering. At the end, there's glory waiting for you. I said, at the end, there's glory waiting for you. Let's stand to our feet and pray. Pray for yourself with this scripture that God will give you the power to endure contradiction. Lift up your voice, pray that the Lord will help you, strengthen you in your spirit to endure contradictions ask for strength. The Bible says that we should ask for strength in our inner man. Because sometimes it is not easy. Pray for the grace to go through suffering. Pray for grace to go through suffering. Bible says be ye therefore unmovable, unshakable, unmovable, unshakable, unmovable, unshakable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor, which is in the Lord, your steadfastness, which is in the Lord, shall never be in vain. Kashuke Fulaba, even if it means being obedient unto death, Shaka Fuleba Samaka, Rashibaku Falaba, never avoid suffering, never avoid losing. It is your portion. He said, it is given to you on behalf of Christ. Not only to believe in him, but to suffer for him as well. It's part of Christianity to suffer. Shalobasa. To suffer shame. Suffer affliction. Kashuba kafa. Noroshia kalaba. We thank you. We thank you for a renewal of our understanding of Christianity. In Jesus' name. And with every head bowed and with every eye closed, maybe somebody invited you to church. But I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born again today. I want to give my life to Jesus. The Bible says that if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. He invites you today to surrender your life to him. Kaluba Simaka. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want my name to be written in heaven so that when I die, I will go there. If you are here like that, just stand wherever you are and lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Salvation is for today. He said, if today you hear his voice calling you or you want to rededicate your life to God, you are a Christian, but you can sense you've gone away from him. You want to come back to him. Lift up your hand. We will pray once together and then we will go home 
is there anyone here like that you hear his welcome voice calling you unto him for cleansing in his blood we want us to pray together is there anyone here like that father we thank you for the free gift of life you give us through jesus christ our lord amen oh shout a bigger amen. amen let's take our seats hallelujah wow how many of you are going to accept suffering more easily yeah look at abigail the bible says that her husband was a fool so fully that they named him fool they said nabal is his name and that's his name and so is he yet she endured that contradiction stayed with him until one day god killed her husband straight she was now married to the king from a fool to a king maybe i should preach a message from a fool to a king i'm sure the experiences were different being in nabal's house and now you are living in the palace as king david's sweetheart just that there will be other sweethearts if you can also bear that suffering or be one of many sweethearts because as for david dear charlie 